Welcome to Guilty Treasures, a podcast about everything you ever loved and were afraid to talk about. I'm your host, Ann Kern. And I'm also your host, Emily Cardamus. So this week, we have a guest talking about a topic that I know basically nothing about, which is honestly one of the delights of doing this show is not just hearing people who are excited about things that I, I may have more peripheral knowledge of, but actually learning about them from people who love things that I know basically nothing about and do not understand and having them try to explain it to me. <laughs> you know what the concept of a video game is, and that's I that's do, kind yes. of the base level of, of the, your knowledge for this week's episode. Yeah. So this week's guest is Kev Bobbitt, who is a podcaster, streamer, photographer, and just a generally cool guy. And he decided to talk about Monster Hunter in all of its versions and history. I have a little bit of familiarity with the game. I played like one version of it for like five hours in my <laughs> life, and that's basically it. So I think for both of us, this was a really cool learning opportunity, but also just to hear someone talk about a community that they're, they're really into. Yeah, and I think that that is a very relatable aspect for anybody of um, the idea of whatever it is that brings you together, that the coming together is is really important and can be very significant in your life. And that if that thing happens to be running around bashing virtual monsters <laughs> over the head with uh, giant horns or whatever, um, and then making outfits out of their body parts, then, you know, that's how you bond, I guess. <laughs> it's just like book club, right? You know, <laughs> fundamentally... <laughs> So we'll we'll get on to this monster hunting book club and <laughs> and let the conversation speak for itself. Thank you so much, Kev, for coming on and talking with us about stuff. Thank you for having me on. I'm excited. If you could just introduce yourself, talk a little bit about who you are and what you do, and then introduce what you brought to talk about today. So my name's Kev. Hi. Who am I? What do I do? I do everything. Honestly, let's see. I'm a podcaster. I stream on Twitch. And I've recently gotten into photography, which is like a big thing for me this year. Like I'm really trying to push that really hard. But I also love video games. And I brought today to talk about one of my favorite video game franchises of all time, Monster Hunter, which nobody, like, knew about until last year, apparently. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, I, I don't think I started playing it till three or four years ago, and I fell off of it very quickly. So, uh, for the people at home who might not be familiar with this franchise, kind of give just, like, an overview of, sort of, like, what kind of game it is, what you sort of do, like, like sort of a brief primer on it. So, the basis, like, to, to the simplest, like, form of Monster Hunter it's an it's a 3d action rpg where you the player or the hunter go around and hunt monsters i mean it's in the name but you hunt monsters and like it's not like oh a little tiny like sometimes it's like little tiny like raptors and all that stuff but they're like giant like dragons and like mammoths are in the new one and you hunt these monsters to make you know to make gear for yourself to make weapons and armor so you can fight even stronger monsters there's, a, there's always an overarching story but nobody cares <laughs> <laughs> the story doesn't matter. You're just like, you're just trying to get better and better to fight bigger and stronger monsters. And that's like the entire premise of that game, honestly. But it's such a good time. It's, it's such a like, you need to like learn to get better. It's not like that whole get good, like Dark Souls thing, whatever. It's just about you just like learning to like watch and pay attention and like be a type boy because type boys take their time. <laughs> 
What got you started with, like, what was the first game you ever played uh, from the series that, like, kind of sparked your love for it? Oh, uh, the original one, honestly. It's funny. So I got this game by, like, accident. I had asked for, I forgot what the game I asked for was, but my mom brought home Monster Hunter. She's, she's like, oh, this looks like something you'd like. It's got big dragons on it. I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> and I got it, and I sucked at it. I had no clue what to do in this game. There's a very bare-bones tutorial, but, like, I was... This game came out in 2004. I was 13. I didn't care to read that mess. <laughs> so I just like mash the X button. All right, cool. Let's go hit this dragon. And I think I was stuck in like the beginning part of that game for like a year. This was like before like I was old enough to go to GameStop and stuff to like trade in games. So I just had it. So I'd go back and play it every once in a while until like I met other older people than me that played it and knew what to do in this game. And then it was just like, oh, this is how you play this. And like my mind, it was like that gif of like. Like, uh, the woman, like, seeing math all around her head. And, like, I just, like, solved that equation. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think this is one of the things that I had heard about this game. Other, Like, I initially encountered it in Japan and didn't really know what it was. Like, I just, there was a lot of uh, advertising and merchandise for it. And I actually thought it was, like, some kind of Pokemon Digimon knockoff, which is obviously completely wrong. Man, that'd be a weird Pokemon game. Yeah, like, in, in English, most of what I heard about it was, like, oh, this game's really hard. It's got a really steep learning curve. It's really frustrating. So, I mean... And obviously that was what you encountered. So why do you think, so you, you just didn't give up on it because you could return it anyway? Or was there something about it even being frustrated in the beginning that you were, that you were intrigued by to keep playing? It looked really cool. Like there, there, like at this point, like 2004, there were, you know, JRPGs were like booming at the point, at that point. And this is obviously, this was on the PlayStation 2, which was like the home of JRPGs at that time. So like everything looked like super like sci-fi and anime. And this was like the game that came came out where it looked like realist in 2004 terms realistic <laughs> yeah. like you got to carry a giant sword and hit monsters <laughs> with it i was like this is really cool because like that's really all i did was to walk around with the sword hit the little tiny monsters because couldn't beat the big one <laughs> and i was like you, i was like like something in my brain said like you have to like get past this point and then like you can be done with it but then like when i got past that point it was like okay what else can i do would you say that was the moment where you kind of had that realization of like oh wait i do like i do enjoy this like outside of it being like oh it was frustrating but like that sort of triumph like was that what hooked you on the on the series it's what hooked me and it's, it's, it's what still hooks me in this series it's the fact that you have to learn and watch like these like in the early games it wasn't so apparent because it's you know early technology they can only do so much where the monsters have like certain patterns of where they go and what they do and now like in the newest game they made it so like the monsters can learn while you're like hunting them but they still have like their little tendencies of things that they do so it's it's about you like learning and just like adapting to get you know to what the monster does like you're playing off of the game instead of you just playing the game itself and it's it's, it makes me want to just like get better and like you know get stronger and say you know i beat this monster like they released this thing which was like a 24 player event where we had to all figure out how to beat this giant thing 24 people fighting together and that was insane that never been done on the series before yeah one of of my friends was trying to recruit players for that and i didn't really know what was going on because i have not played this game so how how many games are there at this point because i i know that one came out relatively recently because 
because I watched Griffin McElroy play it because apparently I would watch him clean his kitchen counters. But yeah, how many how many games are there at this point? So let's 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 count this out. Hold on. Do you want main series? Or you want spinoffs in here? Because oh, you can of you can be a com- as much of a completist as you like. Oh boy, one, two, three, four. Okay, let's just let's let's, let's stick with this because the spinoffs count all the Japanese only like MMO version of this game. As main series, there are five main series games. There's Monster Hunter, Monster Hunter 2, Try, 4, and Monster Hunter World, which is the newest one. The side series is, like I said, an MMO, but they're also, like, re-released a lot of these games on the PSP, which is where the, the game really got its big boom was when the PSP came out. Because the Sony Online on the PlayStation 2 was garbage. It was garbage on the PSP, but it was better. But it also gave you, like, that's the big thing about Monster Hunter became playing with people and you could take the PSP with you wherever you went. So you would like meet up with friends somewhere. Like our meetup spot was like the McDonald's next to the mall. And we'd sit there for like six hours playing Monster Hunter together. Like how pivotal was having a community around this game to your experience of it? Having a community for this game was the best thing that happened to this game. So say like 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 me when I started playing this game. I struggled because I had no idea what to do. Until I met other people who had played the game and they knew what to do. So you've got that community that's like, okay, you can't beat this by yourself. Let me help you. Let me show you, you know, or give you some tips on how this works. Or, oh, there's this one really big challenge that's, that's, you know, at the end of the game and I need help. So let's get like three, like four of us together and let's all, you know, take this thing down together. Like it, the community is what built this game. The community is why this game is still around. Has it grown over time? Has it become more fervent over time? And, and has that like changed? Cause before you sort of described it being, kind of like not as many people knew what this game was or, or or weren't as into it has the community growing helped a little bit or, or how, do, how do you feel like that's changed things so it's weird so for for a long time the community was extremely small um the community was pretty much who you knew in person um until we got to the point of monster hunter try which was on the wii which introduced online multiplayer to these games and because the wii was like the big booming system at the time the community grew to from from like your local four or five friends to thousands of people who would play online together and it really helped the community a lot because after that we got you know they re-released an old psp game and they added online multiplayer to that you know it helped the community even more because you know it wasn't on the wii so nintendo's really bad online was like that and honestly that hindered a lot of people because at that point the online was really new for nintendo so like the community was like trying to grow but you were stopped by the technology that we had at the time and also there was no local multiplayer with that because it's a wii right so it's it kind of <laughs> you know, kills it. But then we came to the point where the 3DS came out and the first 3DS Monster Hunter came out and then the Wii U version came out at the same time. So then it was just like, everybody has a 3DS. Everybody's playing this game. It's everywhere. Like there were like events held at the the Nintendo World Store. There was a podcast happening that they they would, you know, they they made a website so you could like set up times where you'd play with people online and, and people still use that website to this day. And now it's to the point with the community where, you know, you're playing on the Xbox, the PlayStation 4, and the PC, and the communities, it's everywhere. This is, Monster Hunter World made this to a mainstream game. If if, if you look at Monster Hunter, the first thing you see is Monster Hunter World. It, it went gangbusters when this game came out. It's also like, you start to see more of the bad part of the community come through it now, though, where you've got the people who are like, the perfectionists who are like, you know, oh, this is how, you know, we play online, and this is how the Monster Hunter etiquette works, which there always was a kind of etiquette to how you played, which, you know, you would take turns posting your quests and all the things like that and people who are new didn't know 
know about it, but that voice was really loud because there was never a bad voice in the Monster Hunter community until this point. Yeah, I mean, I assume that's just a, it's it's some sort of scale thing. I think that happens in the majority of communities that once they reach a certain level of, of size and also maybe visibility with just sort of mainstream people that, that some things go bad. Is this one of the kinds of games where game competition has, has bled over into real life competition? Like, is there esports for, for Monster Hunter? Oh my god, I wish. Oh my god. <laughs> I'd be sponsored right now. <laughs> Because it seems like, I mean, logically, in terms of the type of gameplay, it seems like that there could be something like that, right? Of, of you know, whose crew can kill this special giant monster the fastest or something like that. So when you go to events, they have those things where, you're like, you'll play against another player or whatever. And they even have some of that stuff actually built into the game now with Monster Hunter World. There's the whole, you know, you go out into the field and stuff, but there's also a thing called the arena where they give you pre-made sets of, like, armor and items to fight certain monsters. And now, because it's online, you can see like worldwide like time trial like how long did it take you know who's the fastest person that beat this thing and you can just like see it there but it's like it's 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 never to my knowledge at least like here in the states it's never bled over to us having like big like public events like that that'd be fantastic i think but i haven't seen it do you feel competitive in that way when you play it at this point like i mean even just against yourself not necessarily against other people but is that something that you think about when you're playing is that a motivating factor of you know how much better can i get how much faster can i get oh definitely Definitely. I mean, because I mean, you're always you're always getting better at the game. As as long as you're playing, you're getting better. So to push yourself to say, you know, I can beat this monster in the first zone before it leaves, or I can, you know, I can do the capture really quick. Because as you're growing, you're getting more skills. Like I said, the capture. There's a skill that'll pop up and tell you, you know, hey, the monster's ready to be captured. Like you can do it now instead of having to wait for it to, you know, eventually limp away, which is a tell sign that the monster's ready to be captured or something. Or like, oh, can I? break it out of being enraged or whatever like it's 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 one it's always wanted to one-up yourself mm-hmm. yeah is there um so i'm vaguely familiar with monster hunter uh like i played monster hunter 4 when it came out on the 3ds and it's a pretty like multifaceted game like there's you know capturing there's like fighting the monsters there's building armor sets and and that sort of thing is there an aspect of it um of the game outside of just the like community and that sort of bettering your combat like that you really enjoy this is gonna sound so there's this two aspects that like really like sink me into the game especially now one is definitely always like the hunt for the armor is like one of my favorite parts of the game just because it it was a lot harder back in the day like now like the game kind of just tells you what you need for armor sets but when you'd when you'd hunt a monster for the first time after you you know when you kill it you get to carve parts of it and that's what you make your armor and weapons out of so you'd finish your monster and you'd go back to either the armor shop or the weaponsmithy and it shows you what you can make and it tells you what you need and it tells you like what you have but if you haven't gotten a certain piece it's still question marked out but now in like the newer games like if it shows up it's like oh you need this but the old ones it was like okay what is this thing that i need because it was just all question marks across the thing so you'd have like three out of four pieces you're like what am what am i missing I need to go, do I need to go hunt this thing again? What's this thing? I don't have it. Does somebody else know? It was like maddening to try to figure out what this was. And then you got it. It was like, all right, cool. I get to make this awesome new sword or this hammer or 
or you know what there's like 14 weapons in the game now so it's it's like i get to make this cool new thing because i beat this thing a bunch of times and it's 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 that it, again bleeds into one-upping yourself because like i've made myself stronger now i can go hunt these other things and let's see if i can do this faster um the other thing and it's not in all the games i wish it was i wish it was in the new one honestly is sometimes in single player you get a, a companion called a palico which is a cat it's like a cat that does monster hunter stuff with you some of the games you get to play as the palico and it's it's hilarious it's great <laughs> like you're just like you're in a team of like three buff people and like you're just a cat and like some great armor by the way because you can make armor for your cats <laughs> and you have like little skills where like you can i'm gonna play this horn it can heal everybody or i want to burrow underground and set a trap so you guys can catch it and I was, like little stuff like that i think it's like a great little like little thing and you get to like name your cat and everything it's fun i enjoy it there's something very satisfying about the image of just like three like three people like going out to fight and then they're just like a cat like i mean i know that like calicos are like kind of like half person size like they're bigger than like you know they're like like the size of a child right but but there is something very satisfying about just like a cat with a giant horn being like what's up (laughs) yo it's it's great i love it i think it's fantastic if you watch like the cutscene for like the newest one on the switch like the opening cutscene is like three regular hunters and a palico all hunting and it's so cool it's like man i wish i could do this with my palico in the actual game but it's like it's that it's that taste of like oh so like the cats can actually really do stuff instead of just like running around when you're playing single player and like some of the armors are really cute and it's like come on now like this is made for me right now <laughs> yeah i did enjoy um uh, the the bit of watching someone else play that i did see that you had to like feed the cats or you were getting food and there were like cat chefs i thought that was extremely cute like that that pretty much yeah. alone would have sold me on the game <laughs> That's the new, like, okay, so, so before you leave for hunts, it's like, you can eat a meal, which will, like, give you, like, bonuses, so, like, it'll increase your maximum health, or your stamina, or you're gonna skill, like, bombardier, so when you lay bombs, it'll do more damage, or you get an extra retry, you know, like, cause you can only die, like, three times in the hunt, so maybe you'll get four, things like that, and so, there's, I forget the name of the chef, what they call the chef now in this one, but the chef that's in the game now is, like, a boss, like, I wish that could be my power. <laughs> um but he'll like he'll make dishes for you and your and your cat to eat before the, the cutscene's really cute they're like using like giant knives and giant pans and stuff it's really cute and really fun well and don't they also all talk in like cat puns they most of them do and it's just like <laughs> it's real funny at first and then like 300 hours in you're like all right <laughs> there's sort of a flip side to this though right so like one of the appeals of this game is these really adorable cat characters do you ever feel bad about the monsters that you're fighting like are any of them cute enough that it bugs you does that does that not really i mean obviously they're not real so but does it do you ever sort of think like i feel kind of bad about this so the actual like huntable monsters not really there but there are monsters that are like out in the field where you get like there's a monster called an apanoth which looks like um think of like spike from the land before time but like an Mm -hmm. adult version okay looks like that and like when you kill them you get raw meat which you can make to make steaks for yourself so you get better stamina while you're playing the game because eventually like your stamina runs out while you run around and stuff it sucks like killing those things but you need to kill it to get like raw meat because you'll like kill it and it's, it's like it's not like the regular monster where it's like an awesome cutscene when you kill it it'll just like flop over and like seizure on the ground for a minute and die and it's like this is rough like this sucks like there's there's one like one of the intro because there's always one like really scrubby intro monster that like the big monster you gotta fight 
if you let it walk around in the first area it goes to, it starts eating those things and like to get bigger. Oh no! Yeah, it's like shit, man. Like this sucks. Like, <laughs> like do I just kill it or do I let this thing eat it? What's going on? I'm curious. Do you have like? Because I feel like a lot of people, as much as I do know of this game, I feel like a lot of people kind of play it differently. Do you have like weapons that you use a lot or like armor sets that you like favor? Like, what's your like kind of ideal play experience with it? Weapon wise, I always go for if I'm playing by myself, I always go for the hammer. Just because like I, I like a, I like a big like heavy weapon, and the hammer is one of the only is only one of two weapons that can like knock out a monster. Um, where you can put like a dizzy state, so you can get some free hits off of it or whatever. It's between that and if I'm playing with a bunch of people, I'll play the bow, um, which just gives me like the long range. I can use like special coatings to like paralyze the monster, put it to sleep, all stuff like that. And like the aiming mechanics for the bow are always different in all the games, so it's always fun to figure that out for myself. Armor set wise, playing through the story of the game always unlocks a bunch of multiplayer content for you. So, like, playing through the story, I'll use just, like, the full armor set of a monster, you know, like, the same head, chest, legs, all that stuff that matches. When I get to, like, the end game, where it's like, okay, now I gotta, like, get these crazy skills or whatever, I'll, like, I'll do what everybody calls mix sets, where it's like, I'll take a headpiece from this, leg piece from this, and you'll get, like, insane skills out of it that, like, do all this awesome shit, where it's like, okay, now I can KO stuff, I have bigger health, um, I run faster, I'm immune to poison, all this kind of stuff like that. It is- is that like min maxing exciting to you? Like getting to that point where you get to be like, all right, cool. What can, what like cool set can I make now? In Monster Hunter, yes. Any other game, I hate it. <laughs> like, it's very fun to min-max in Monster Hunter. And it's, like, it's gotten a lot easier getting into Monster Hunter World um, because of how they, like, changed up how the skills work and everything. They made the newest game the most accessible way to play this game. And it's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, I, I had definitely heard about this being a challenging game for people. What do you think the, I mean, now or in the past, like, what are, what are the kind of real-world skills or attitudes that people need to be good at it, do you think? Patience. That's a good Patience. point, always. <laughs> is patience but like patience is like the biggest thing because like you you know you like I said you got to watch the monsters you got to know you know do i do i run away out of this area do i just stay here and dodge do i block you have to really think and just is it worth risking risking it for the biscuit like it's is it is it really <laughs> worth it you know do you want to take that big biscuit risk on this little you know i could live right now or if i cart right now we all fail the quest and everybody's mad at me for like five minutes <laughs> how often do you are you, do you find yourself playing uh like single player versus with a group of people if i'm going for like just like specific stuff i'll usually play by myself just because like i know i can get through it faster because when you play with people it also scales the monster to be stronger so where it has where the monster might have like five thousand health by itself it's up to like twenty thousand if i play with a full group of people you know if i wanted to get through it and knock it out real quick like bam 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 i need like three pieces i'm gonna play by myself if i'm just on i'm playing with people just because like i'll, I'll play with random people i'll play with people i know it doesn't really matter just because like maybe that random person needs some help and they got stuck on this monster or you know maybe this friend of mine is like oh we're just hanging out let's just go let's just go hunt this thing like oh here's an event quest let's go do it let's get this weird armor set that makes you look like marth from fire emblem is the social aspects of the game now part of what makes you still interested in it i mean because i think it would be easy to have said well i i kind of have the hang of these games i know what the 
this game is for at some point in the past after you've you know you've played several of them that maybe you'd you'd sort of lose interest in continuing to pursue that do you think that playing with other people has changed your relationship with the game at all i think so i think it's it's gotten me to the point where i have a lot more fun with the game playing with everybody else where you know i used to be able to like oh yeah cool i did this thing and like it's just for me and now but if i play with other people i'm like yo congratulations you did real good you know playing your hunting horn you gave us all the right songs and stuff or you know you you did great setting up all these traps you you know you came real prepared with everything um oh you using you know your heal items that helped everybody like it's 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 rewarding to be able to help other people and play this game than it is to just run out and and hunt a monster for 15 minutes by yourself when you do play with a group of people do you find yourself taking because you kind of mentioned like people having different roles being more like support and more like attack roles like what do you find yourself doing more often or what do you enjoy to like what role do you enjoy to play in these sort of group hunts i love playing support honestly i love playing support just because when, when you play with other people you see everybody else's health bar and everything so like it it stresses me out to no avail seeing somebody's health like really low and they're like fighting they're like face tanking fighting a monster i'm like can you not please <laughs> heal like just roll away and heal for two seconds like i made a i made an armor set where so it's got a skill called like i have fun skills like it's called wide range and mushroom mancer so mushroom mancer makes it so you can eat the mushrooms you pick up on the ground and they give you actual item effects so like some will heal you some will give you attack boost some will give you defense boost all that stuff like that and then there's the skill wide range makes it so when you use items it spreads to everybody else in your party so now i can you know i can just eat this mushroom everybody's got an attack boost eat this other one we all got defense boost we can all move faster we have more stamina all that kind of stuff like that and i can still get into the you know into the fight while i'm still supporting everybody else you mentioned kind of this thing and we've talked throughout about there being like different versions of this game and the one thing i do know is that like there have been there's been a lot of there's always a lot of talk every time a new game comes out and what changes from game to game what is your like your reaction to to those types of things like is it like an exciting new challenge or are there like elements that have been lost throughout this series's run with let's uh, let's let's use monster Hunter generations like not generations uh world as, a, as, a, as an example because mm-hmm. it's the biggest change that's happened to a lot of this game one big thing that changed in the game was like i mentioned before um skill sets it used to be that you had to get up like i think to get a base level skill you had to have 10 points in a certain skill to get like the base level of it so if you if you just wanted like basic attack up you had to get 10 points out of your armor set that gave you attack up now it's just a piece of armor that has attack up gives you attack up so like if your helmet just has attack up on it doesn't matter how what's on it just attack up you have attack up throughout your whole skill set that was a big change which like again added to the accessibility because you're not counting numbers to give yourself more attack and everything um which was a big turnoff for a lot of people the way the game is played now is a big change like maneuverability is a huge thing in these games because now you have like pretty much like a slingshot that you can use to like move around the area and it'll like track the monster for you whereas you had to unless you knew where it was or you got a skill from eating you had to go out and just search the area and find it and when you found it you had to you either had to like stay up on it when it left an area or throw a paintball on it which will mark it on the map for you but now it's just like okay i've fought the monster once the game always knows where the monster is on the map and then like the addition so a good example is like this the change from monster hunter try to monster hunter 3 ultimate where in monster hunter try you could play up 
from you played, you know, low rank hunts to high rank hunts, and then you played it till you maxed out your hunter level at like 9,999. That was it. And when you got to three ultimate, it added low rank hunts, high rank hunts, and like the big part that came out in the PSP games was G rank. G rank is where you get to monsters that have like added effects. There's like new subspecies of monster where it'll be like, you know, it's, it's the same monster, but now it has different moving patterns. It's, it has different attacks. It gives you different armor pieces when you kill it. People always crave G rank whenever Monster Hunter comes out because if it's not in the game, it's like, well, where's the real end game to this game? Because G rank's always like the end game to a Monster Hunter. So like now for Monster Hunter World, and this is a big letdown for a lot of people that there was no G rank when the game came out, but now they've announced like the first expansion because the whole thing with this game was all the updates with new monsters, new locations, and everything are going to be free. And we were all like, hell yeah, like that's great. Free DLC, it's awesome. And like last month, they were like, hey, we're making pretty much an MMO expansion out of this to add like new areas, new monsters, and G rank. So it's like, it's it's great that it's coming, but it's also upsetting at the fact that you told us it would be free and now I got to pay $40 for it. So some of the changes in the games have been an increase in accessibility. Has, has that for you personally as a player been a net gain? Like, do you think that uh, it's a good thing that there are more people playing now? I mean, it's definitely a great thing because there's more people to play with. It's more people to show this game off to. So like where, like great example, because we mentioned it earlier, is like Polygon played a lot of this game. They streamed a lot of this game when it came out. I've known Pat for a bit and we've discussed Monster Hunter stuff way before it came out and like we both got really excited about it. And it was great to see a community come together through that and people who had never seen the game who were just like, this looks great. I'm going to go out and buy it because these people that I watch their content, they're all playing it and it looks super fun and like they're like it's super accessible which it was like you could jump into this game and by the end of the day you could be you know like not like a like a master hunter because you it's like one day but like you know the ins and outs of how to play this game instead of like you could play for like months in like an old game and be like oh i just learned how to do this thing. <laughs> yeah this like really basic thing i mean i was curious partially because i mean it's certainly i was exposed to the game when i had not really been that I, I had heard of it but i didn't i'd never seen anyone play it so i didn't really know exactly what the game was and I would certainly say that having that accessibility makes it more interesting to me. But I know that sometimes people who are drawn to games that are more challenging, that have a higher kind of barrier to entry to play, that they are proud of that. Like, is that is that something like that, that you've encountered at all? Or do you ever feel that way? Like, well, I've been playing this for, for much longer and I was playing it when it was harder and more difficult to kind of get into. Like, is that part of your experience at all? It's always in the back of your mind yeah. when you're playing a game like this because you're like, because this there there were sometimes when the game when like Monster Hunter World first came out I'd play it and I'd be like man I wish I didn't I wish like you didn't get skills this easy because it felt like you know it, it felt like it took a lot of time out of the game for me where it took you know there was all that time where you would grind and grind and grind and now it's just like okay I've got this thing let's just move on but you know looking at it from the other side where there's people who who got the game who had never played a Monster Hunter game that I was playing with friends of mine and they would get stuff and they'd be like yeah yeah no this is real cool oh man look at this new helmet i got it gave me this thing and it's just like it's so exciting for somebody else and it's it's still exciting for me but it just doesn't have that big punch like it has for somebody else but to see somebody else get super excited about one little thing about this game 
made me happy, made me want to keep playing. Yeah, that's really cool. Being able to like share that experience that you've had throughout a bunch of other games and be, being able to see other people experience that, like that first, like that first initial triumph that you had when you figured out how to take down a big monster or whatever. And then like getting to see other people do that. There's always something or like with anything you share, there's always something very like, I think exciting about that. Like It's like, oh yeah, now you know why I like this sort of thing. <laughs> it's great doing it with random people. Like sometimes I'll jump into like random like really low rank hunts then i'll see like one guy he's been in there for like half an hour i'm like all right let's just jump in here real quick and like help this kid out and you'll help him kill kill the monster and it's a great thing like you can do like emotes and like dances and stuff when you're playing (laughs) the game so like you know you'll help him kill the monster and when they finish carving you'll see him like do a dance or something at you or like clap or something so it's like it's always you know like the person's like always super appreciative that you like you know that they got the help and it's, it's like what i wish i had i can give to somebody else this is a pivot but I have a very frivolous question. I guess. Well, it's not really frivolous. It's just a pivot. So, like, the structure of the game being, like, oh, hey, you're going to go out and you're going to fight this big monster. And there's, like, different stages to that. You know, you have to find it. Like, in some of the games, you have to, like, find it. Um, and then it'll run away and, and that sort of thing. What's your favorite part of the experience? Like, is it, like, initially tracking it and finding it? Or is it, like, in the middle of the fight? Like, what's the, what's the thing that really gets your blood pumping about it? So... This is a thing. It's it's a something that started Monster Hunter Try. Um, one of my favorite monsters. It's the bane of so many people's existence. Uh, was introduced called the Devil Joe. Um, which is like the big angry pickle. Everybody everybody calls it the pickle yeah. because it looks like it looks like a pickle with legs. <laughs> okay, I have to see um, this now. <laughs> and so the thing about the Devil Joe is it's a monster that comes into ecosystems and it can like destroy an ecosystem by itself. It attacks anything. It eats anything. Whatever. Like a mechanic of the Devil Joe in the older games. And it's it's still its main mechanic is like halfway through the fight, if you're in like a high rank fight or up, after like twenty minutes, it'll just it'll come into the area. So it'll it'll attack you, it'll attack the monster anything and if you capture the monster and the devil joe's in the area the devil joe can actually eat the monster like that you capture it so like you can't carve anything from it or anything like that but the devil joe's also like a giant idiot you can like make meat that'll put it to sleep like that's like a big mechanic for the devil joe if you put it to sleep drop bombs on its face do a big hit on its face while the bombs are there it does a ton of damage the best thing with the devil joe is if you're playing with somebody that has like a bladed weapon you can cut tails off a monster to get that tail cut off the devil joe is the most satisfying thing in the world because it's it's a it's a tall it's a huge monster so like it's extremely like high in the air to get that cut so like to have somebody who like took their entire being with this fight is just cutting that tail off it feels so gratifying (laughs) it's one of your favorite monsters because it's so difficult it's a pain in the ass Cause like, cause like, you'll get into a fight, you'll be like, alright, cool, this monster's almost dead, and all of a sudden, the music changes to the Devil Joe's theme whenever it comes into, like, the area. So it'll be like, nice, whimsical, like, music, whatever, and you're, dun dun dun, like, 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 imagine the, like, the theme song when Godzilla comes out of the water, mm-hmm. that's what it sounds like. <laughs> It's terrifying because it's like, okay, I've been through this hunt for like 20 minutes. I'm alone supplies. The monster's almost dead. I need to kill it and I'm done. And then like giant pickle comes in and just like curb stomps you into the water or something. Mm-hmm. It's like that moment of like the boss music kicking in and you don't see the boss yet. And you're like, oh no, like there's, <laughs> it's that dread, but it's like exciting to, yeah. to be like. It's, it's a megalovania playing in the distance yes. is what it is. <laughs> so you kind of, I, well, the other question I was going to ask was what's your favorite monster hunt? And you've, you've answered that. It's, so it's, I don't know what else to ask. It's, it's a tie between the Devil Joe and an older monster called the Kurapeko. Uh, it's a very 
beautiful feathered monster, feathered bird monster. It's a big chicken. That it's a huge <laughs> chicken, pretty much. But when you're fighting it, it's the it's the only monster that has the ability to call another monster to help it. One of the first high rank cur pickle fights you do is the introduction to the devil Joe. So you have to fight a chicken and a pickle. Well, if you kill the chicken, you finish the hunt. Okay. But it calls in the devil Joe, and then like when it calls it the first time, you get a cutscene of it walking through another part of the area. Just just like just and but it can be any monster. It can be any monster that spawns in the area that you're fighting in. So it could be like the devil Joe, it could be the Rathalos, it could be another Kurapeko, honestly. Anything that'll like spawn into the area. And it's like it's always like, what is it? What like what's coming? But it's also like the race against time because like with certain monsters, when you break parts off of their bodies, like if you hit a monster a certain number of times in a certain part of the body, it'll break something. Like you can break its claws, it'll do less damage. Like I said, you can cut the tail off with the Kurapeko. If you break its beak enough, it can't call anything. Are those moments of like you, you mentioned that sort of cutting the tail off and doing that sort of thing, are those moments as satisfying when you're with a party and like other people do that like is there kind of like a collective triumph it's always like a, a, a huge like moment when somebody cuts a tail off a monster just because two things one there are certain parts you can only get when you cut off a tail of a monster sometimes you'll just get the tail which is like yeah you have to cut off the tail to get that but also it's always like if you're fighting most monsters that have a tail that's be able to cut off the monster is about three-fourths of the way dead if you can get the tail off the tail never comes off until you're like at that point yeah so it's kind of like it's that like beginning of the end sort of moment you know you've got him on the ropes in a way mm-hmm. is that like your kind of number one what like what's your number one adrenaline high when you're playing like what's the thing that really gets your heart racing in in like a rewarding exciting way um getting the like like because i play hammer if i get the knockout on something it feels fantastic just because like there's only two weapons that can do it so if you get it because like, you have to be like to get a knockout you have to be on the monster's face you need to be in that thing's face taking some heavy damage but you're only hitting the head to get that knockout and to get it more than once is so satisfying because after you do it the first time the threshold gets higher so it's like okay it took 100 damage to get the first knockout now it's like 300 damage to get the next one so we've talked a little bit about like all these different aspects of of this game and of the different versions of this game that really excite you if there was like and and like because everything has its kind of like gripes like you might like some elements of like monster hunter 4 but you know you like these elements of monster hunter world better if you could have like i guess like the perfect monster hunter game what elements would you smash all together to make like your ideal experience give me the maneuverability of monster hunter world into the newest monster hunter generations game monster hunter generations is like the celebration of monster hunter we're like um to that point with that game came out before world it included almost every single monster that's been in the series so you've got monsters from the very beginning of the series up till this was like 2015 and it's called generations like it's 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 the game of the the generation of this series and a lot of people call it's the celebration of what monster hunter is so this is what added like the last couple like new weapons came out came out in the generations game they added like back like old areas we hadn't seen since like the psp games um monsters we hadn't seen since that point of the games and they added it with a whole bunch of new stuff as well and it's just like it's the culmination of like what makes this series so good into one game and if you if you just give me the maneuverability like to like swing around and everything that world has into that game it'd be perfect this, this is a difficult one to word so usually we when we talk to people we're able to find some kind of thread between the thing that they're talking about and their lives in general and i think that's more of a challenge with a video game because it doesn't necessarily have a direct 
connection or relevance to the things that you do in your life. But so maybe the way to ask this question is simply to ask it, like, how do you think that this game has affected your life? Like, why is it such a big part of your life? Is it just sort of a distraction that you do for fun? Do you think that it's been more than that? I've had a lot more friends playing this game, honestly. Like, there's people who I would have, like, it would have just been like a hey, like a hey passerby kind of thing without this game. Like, there's, you know, people who I don't even see in person anymore, who I'll maybe see, like, once a year. We'll send each other messages be like, Monster Hunter? And, you know, Monster Hunter question mark? And we'll, like, play for hours, and that's, like, our, like, hangout time. Or people who I've met at events that, you know, their whole, you know, our connecting point was we play Monster Hunter. Like, a friend of mine who's a Twitch streamer, his, all he streams is Monster Hunter. And I met him at MAGFest a couple years ago. He was working in, he was, I was doing part of a charity thing. He, you know, was a person for the charity event. And when we got finished, I, you know, I was talking to him, and I noticed he had a lanyard with Monster Hunter stuff on it. So we got to talking about it, and, like, that was our connecting point. So we've been, like, friends for, like, since then. And we'll hang out, I'll watch a stream, we'll play Monster Hunter together, we'll, you know, hang out in Discord or whatever like that. The big translation between, like, the game and me is, like, I'm already a person who can talk to anybody, but this gives me another talking point for so many more people. Yeah, I don't have a follow-up question. I'm just like, I'm just like, yeah, that's good. Communities are great, yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, usually, uh, to, like, kind of wrap things up, we always ask people, kind of, like, if you had to give the elevator pitch of this game to someone who either hasn't heard of it or, you know, maybe tried it and was kind of turned off from it. What's sort of your pitch to be like, hey, give this a shot? Have you ever wanted to try to kill Godzilla? (laughs) (laughs) That's, you know what? That's compelling. (laughs) Do you want to wield a sword like Cloud Strife and try to kill Godzilla? (laughs) Do you want to do that with three friends? (laughs) I think that's a good... That's a good end cap. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'd buy that game. (laughs) I'd buy that game too. Heck. And do you have anything else? Uh, only that at one point I, I did make a noise that was picked up on mic and it was the exact moment where I accidentally kicked my desk because I finally figured out why they're called Palico because they're your Calico pal. Yeah. I just got it. (laughs) (laughs) It took me however many months. I just got it. Enjoy that. Enjoy enjoy that nice little bit of information for yourself. It's real good. Oh, gosh. And with that beautiful realization, thank you so much, Kev, for coming on and, and yeah, talking about this. Thank you for having me on to talk about this, honestly. If I can talk about Monster Hunter people, I'm about it. I'm ready. <laughs> Where can people find you on the internet? What uh, what projects do you want to plug? Uh, this is your space, so go for it. Um, you can find me personally on the internet at Kev Bobbitt on Twitter. Um, I tweet about video games and my girlfriend all the time so if you want to follow and see all that have at it you can also follow my photography page which is uh, snapshots kb on twitter and instagram i've actually i did a two photo shoots in the last couple weeks um one for a clothing line for the yeti and another for my friend sophia for her patreon for her cosplay stuff that was like the most rewarding thing i've ever done for myself is like get this camera and like do this kind of work and if you like video games i stream on twitch three times a week so you can catch me at kb king size on twitch but that's like i i, I do a bunch of other podcasts they're all hiatus right now i'm not worried about those at the moment <laughs> I'm not gonna plug that emily emily's probably plugged one of those shows already i'll, I'll link them in the description we'll <laughs> awesome well thank you so much again for coming on thank you thank you guys for having me this was really fun honestly <laughs> 
Thanks for listening to Guilty Treasures. You can follow us on Twitter at TreasuresCast. If you have questions or comments, you can hit us up there or at our email, guiltytreasurescast at gmail.com. Or play us a tune on your hunting horn. If you have a moment, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or your service of choice. And if you like the show, tell a friend. That would be perfect. (laughs) Until next time, let the dragon in your heart be happy. (laughs) 